Ilhan Omar was removed from a, a House committee, and I want to go through this because uh, I, I have quite quite a quite a bit to say. Uh, so here, here's the article from the BBC, right? Uh, Republicans have ousted Democrat Ilhan Omar from her committee post in a sign of escalating tension in the U.S. Congress. They voted to remove Ms. Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee over her past comments about Israel. <laughs> of course they fucking did. <laughs> this is the land of the free, right? This is freedom of speech. But don't fucking say anything about Israel, you anti-Semite. This is, you know, this is pathetic, really. Um, Republicans have said the move sent a strong statement against anti-Semitism. No, it didn't, because uh, anti-Zionism uh, has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. Uh, all Zionists are not necessarily Jews. Joe Biden himself has said on tape many times, I'm a Zionist. Kamala Harris has spoken at APAC. Um, you know, this is this is a political ideology. Zionism is a political ideology, and it's it's spouted by Christians. Uh, some uh, people who are who think they're Christians. Um, uh, and then uh, you have European settlers from Europe who are Jewish. And you have European settlers, uh, I mean, Jewish settlers from other places as well. It's it's a colonialism. It's settler colonialism on occupied Palestine. Nothing to do with Judaism. There are Jews, there are Arab Jews, and there have been Jews in the Middle East for thousands of years, just like you've had Muslims and Christians living side by side. This is absolutely, literally nothing to do with anti-Semitism. As a matter of fact, there are many, uh, some of the most vocal voices against Zionism, against Israel in the West are Jews. The, uh, I can just give you a couple examples. Uh, you have got Noam Chomsky, you got Norman Finkelstein, you've got Stanley Cohen, who I, I, I've had, he's a great friend and he, uh, he's been on the show many times. He's even banned from Israel because he really gave it to them. Um, you, you got so many people who are, who are, Against Israel, who are Jewish themselves. So again, are they are they self-hating? I mean, apparently, according to these people. But uh, you know, um, uh, Miko Pellet is a, is, a, is another um, uh, very very uh, uh, eminent figure, and and I've had him on as well. So they want you to think that it's about that. It's not. But let me just get back to the story. So Democrats and Ms. Omar said it was revenge after two Republicans were ousted from committees in 2020 when Democrats held a House majority, right? Because now after the the midterms. Uh, the, the Republicans have the House. Ms. Omar also suggested she was being removed because she is a Muslim woman who immigrated to the U.S. as a refugee. Quote, is anyone surprised that I'm somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy, she said shortly before the vote. She is one of three high-profile Dems to lose a committee assignment under the new House majority, which is led by Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Uh, some Republicans, including McCarthy, argued that Ms. Omar should not serve on the powerful Foreign Affairs Committee owing to her past comments about Israel that have at times been criticized by members from both parties. Yeah, you know why? Because both parties support Israel. And they support Israel because it's an outpost for British and American imperialism. End of story. Ms. Omar apologized in 2019 for implying money was behind support for Israel. There's money behind U.S. support for everything. I don't know how. I mean, it's not specific to Israel, but Israel receives more U.S. aid than anyone else. So obviously, there's money involved. These are fucking facts. They're numbers. You can quantify this. Obama gave Israel three, uh, uh, 38 billion over the span of 10 years. So every single year, 3.8 billion dollars in military aid. Yes, there's money involved. Uh, it's not the only factor, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're hinting at. They're trying to say it's like some anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic trope. It's not. It's, it's, dude, there's a lot of money, uh, in the military industrial complex. There's a lot of money involved in supporting Israel. End of story. That's just, it, these are facts. They're quantifiable. 
Then-Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi condemned Ms. Omar's comments as anti-Semitic as they invoked bigoted stereotypes about Jewish people using money for influence. I, I'm pretty sure that's not what she said, uh, Ilhan Omar, and not what she was implying. Uh, they just don't want her because she criticized Israel. They know she doesn't hate Jews. She's not an anti-Semite. There's literally no evidence to support that. That's it. But again, she apologized, right? And if I, and if she apologized, uh, and they still don't accept that, I mean, this this is they're really just ganging up against her, right? If she was an anti-Semite, I tell you, she's an anti-Semite, but she's not. So, uh, you know. We see time and time again how in the United States, in Britain, in Europe, if you speak out against Israel or Zionism, uh, or even just you say you support the Palestinians, so you're not necessarily criticizing the Israelis, perhaps implicitly, but you you suffer consequences because of that, right? So you saw Jeremy Corbyn, there was a, a huge witch hunt against him in the Labour Party. The guy's the fucking leader of the party, and they, they sabotaged him for many reasons, uh, mainly because these are Blairites. They're, they're, you know, practically like Democrats who are really just Republicans. And these are labor who are really just Tories. They got rid of him because he's a true leftist. He's to the left of them on every issue. And he supports Palestinians. And he has protested against racism his whole life. And they still managed to call him a racist and get the whole media to call him a racist. And they made up rumors. They made up crazy shit. Go watch Al Jazeera files. Uh, sorry, the labor files by Al Jazeera, the documentary. So... You know, th- that's just another example of how if you support Palestinians, they will come for you. You saw in the United States, there's some places where, in some states, where if you don't sign a pledge uh, refusing to condemn Israel, you lose your job, right? There was a, t- a Palestinian, I think she was Palestinian, there was a teacher who, who, who got fired because she refused to sign this pledge. And then they say, oh, freedom of speech. This is crazy, man. Really crazy. Um, so, Ms. Omar said uh, in a statement at the time, anti-Semitism is real, and I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. So let me just play you um, the, the video, okay? So this is, um, this is a, a, a video of her speech. Let's take a listen, and then we'll get to the others. This debate today, it's about who gets to be an American. What opinions do we get to have we have to have to be counted as Americans. This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. There is this idea that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant, or if you are from certain parts of the world, or a certain skin tone, or a Muslim. It is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump led a birther movement that falsely claimed he was born in Kenya. Because to them, falsely labeling the first and only president of the United States of America, a Muslim and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Well, I am Muslim. I am an immigrant and interestingly, from Africa. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Frankly, it is expected. Because when you push power, Power pushes back. Representation matters. 
continuing to expand our ideas of who is American and who can partake in the American experience, experiment, is a good thing. I am an American, an American who was sent here, an American who was sent here by her constituents to represent them in Congress, a refugee who survived the horrors of a civil war, someone who spent her childhood in a refugee camp, someone who knows what it means to have a... Right, so... Let me let me show you some of the other uh, speeches that people gave in support of her, right? So, uh, and and then I'll give you my comments. Okay, so this is um, this is Cory Bush perspective. So let's talk about what's really happening. Republicans are waging a blatantly Islamophobic and racist attack on Congresswoman Omar. And I've said it before, I will say it again. The white supremacy happening is unbelievable. This is despicable. It is Congresswoman Omar who has been harassed at her job for simply existing as a Muslim woman in Congress. It is she who has been attacked by a member of this body, ridiculing her as a potential terrorist for simply existing as a Muslim woman in this Congress. So rather than bring an actual accountability, any accountability to Congress, they bring this offensive <clears throat> resolution to the floor. This is just a bunch of racist gaslighting. We all know it. Vote no. Perspective. So let's talk about what's really happening. And um, of course, the uh, I lay, I left the best for last. We have AOC. Now, as also as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life, and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology. My life was threatened. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why she decided to speak like a black preacher all of a sudden. But anyway, listen, let me talk about the substance. Uh, I, I think it's interesting because there's certainly some truth to what they're saying. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a disgusting, you know, post 9-11 legacy. Uh, they don't like Muslims, they don't like, uh, you know, Arabs, Blacks, Browns, Hispanics, whatever, you know, any minority that isn't white. We know that. That's nothing new. Um, the thing is, with, with Ilhan Omar, I think, I think she made a mistake, and I'm gonna tell you what the mistake is. It, they don't, they didn't get her removed from her foreign affairs committee assignment because she's Muslim and, and brown. They did it because she didn't play ball. She opened her mouth about Israel. That's it. Richie Torres, is black, right? He just got elected to to uh, uh, Congress about a year, two years ago. This guy is a, is a, an avid, you know, supporter of Israel. He fucking loves Israel. 
You think they're going to remove him because he's black? No. He's fine. He's, he's fine right where he is. Kamala Harris is the vice president. She's, she's black. They, they, they don't mind that she's black. They, they want your, the position and policy to be aligned with theirs. That's all they matter. That, that's all that matters to them. And I want to tell you something interesting because Ilhan Omar, after all of this shitstorm that she got in 2019, uh, uh, for, uh, when, when she said it's all about the Benjamins, when she was talking about how, there, how much money and lobbying goes towards supporting Israel. Even, uh, uh, you know, after this, after all the, the crap that she got, she voted to give Israel weapons, right? So I pulled up my own tweet here, just in case you want to look it up. It's 31st of July last year. Uh, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, uh, Jamal Bowman, Pramila Jayapal, uh, and Lee, they all voted to continue giving Israel unconditional aid, okay? So you have to keep in mind why this is significant. First of all, they're fucking hypocrites. They're a goddamn hypocrites. Because if uh, you support the Palestinians or you're a quote-unquote progressive, uh, there, there's no way on earth you can support Israel, right? But that bill got through with 217 votes, right? It was 217 to, uh, yeah, 217 to 212. The Republicans voted no because of some other issue included in the bill. But basically, she made sure, Ilhan Omar and Jayapal and Presley made sure this got through. They could have held up the bill and not given Israel the money. But they gave Israel the money. So even even though she has voted to give Israel billions of fucking dollars, they still came for her because they didn't forget what she did the first time. She opened her mouth and criticized Israel, and they don't forget. That's that's what it's really about. It's got nothing to do with her being Muslim and black. I mean, sure, I bet there's tons of them that don't like her because of that. But on this issue, because we are they're talking about her comments on Israel, they did not forget. And even though she gave Israel billions, they came for her anyway. That's what it's about. And let, let me be clear. I think she, she should certainly be on the Foreign Affairs Committee because she's one of the only goddamn Americans in that building who's actually been outside the United States, who actually has, you know, an international background. So I don't, I don't, I don't uh, like her voting uh, to give Israel money. I don't like her refusing to recognize the Armenian genocide. I, I, there are many, I have many disagreements with her, but she, she is, I think, among the squad who are all a bunch of goddamn hypocrites. She is the one who does it the least. But again, I don't know how I can really say that when I just told you she votes for Israel. Like, this is a cardinal sin, man. You, you know, she says, oh, you're targeting me because I'm Muslim. You're targeting me because I'm black. Then how on earth are you a Muslim and you gave Israel $3 billion? What the fuck? And again, it's nothing to do with being Muslim because uh, uh, the Israeli issue uh, is a colonial issue, right? The Israelis are colonizers and they kill everybody. They kill Jews that who disagree with them. They kill Christians who disagree with them, Muslims who disagree with them. So it's not about her being a Muslim, but, you know, she comes from Somalia, which is both an African and an Arab country, uh, you know, w which has roots with the Arab uh, world, which is, a you know, you know she is Muslim. And, and so... I don't know. I don't understand how she can reconcile the two, but they suddenly didn't forget her comments. Let me play you a clip. This is with um, uh, this is Glenn Greenwald uh, with um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a Republican, and she got her committee assignment revoked a while back when the Democrats were in charge. I think it was even in the BBC article. And and so again, this is kind of it, it, uh, you know it's back and forth, right? So when the, when the Democrats were in charge, they kicked her off her committee assignments, and now that the Republicans are in charge, they did the same thing to Ilhan Omar. In both cases, I, I don't I don't necessarily know if that's the right thing to do. I don't think it's uh you know it, it, it's it's over it, you know it's definitely overreaching. I mean uh again this they're basically just kind of taking revenge on uh, on each other, right? Whether it's it's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or it's Ilhan Omar, 
they're, they're screwing with each other, right? The Republicans and Democrats. But let me just play with the clip and then let me comment on what you said. When it comes to Ilhan Omar, it seems as if the argument for removing her from the House Foreign Affairs Committee is similar to the argument that was made by Democrats for why you should be stripped from your committee positions, namely that she, not that she abused her power or engaged in ethical violations, but instead that she expressed views that a lot of people dislike. And I wanted to show you, you probably already seen it, but for our audience, um, what Matt Gates said a few days ago in an interview about why he's at least not yet willing to support the campaign to remove Ilhan Omar from this committee. And I want to hear uh, what your reaction to it. So let's go ahead and show that. Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell are dangerous to our country. They lied about intelligence. They created a structure of leaks and then embroidered those leaks onto other lies. You just saw Adam Schiff lying about his contact with whistleblowers. Uh, Even CNN had to recognize that point. But I have to tell you, Jen, I view the Schiff and Swalwell matter somewhat differently than I view the Ilhan Omar matter. Ilhan Omar didn't lie about our intelligence agencies. She didn't say that Trump was a Russian agent based on information from a particular committee that was just totally bogus. The reason I think a lot of Republicans want to kick Ilhan Omar off of the Foreign Affairs Committee is because they don't like what she has to say. See, and like I was just you saying to you, she should have remained on that. Well, I'm, Foreign Affairs I'm undecided on that question because the Democrats moved the Overton window. And I do believe Speaker McCarthy deserves deference, and so I want to hear him out. I, but I am undecided as of tonight as to whether or not I would vote to remove Ilhan Omar from the. He did vote to remove her, by the way. Foreign Affairs Committee, because it's one thing to do dangerous things to the country with intelligence. It's quite another to say, I don't like your viewpoint, and thus I want to remove you. I don't support that with DirecTV and Newsmax. I didn't support it when it was directed at my friend and colleague Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it makes me uncomfortable that the case against Ilhan Omar um, you know, isn't being subjected to any due process. Do you see any validity to that argument? No, I don't. And I'll tell you why. There's a major difference. Number one, I was removed from all committees, not allowed to serve on any committee in the House of Representatives for so-called comments and things on Facebook or social media before I ever became a candidate for Congress. But Omar is quite a different case. All of her statements and views have been made as a sitting member of Congress. And that's where it poses a problem. And her stances and views uh, towards Israel are dangerous, very dangerous for the Foreign Affairs Committee because that committee does deal with Israel. And her support for Hamas, her support for uh, terrorist organizations that are against Israel is not the type of viewpoints. And that's, that's not what we should see out of members of Congress for the United States sitting on the Foreign Affairs Committee. And then the other difference is, guess what? Democrats can assign her to any other committee. What, what the hell is she smoking, man? Listen, I thought you're the land of the free. I thought you have freedom of speech. So why, is she, why isn't she allowed to have an opinion uh, about Israel? Why does she have to fall in line and agree with you? What does that mean? Oh, is, she's dangerous because she has to deal with Israel. Yeah, because you're giving all this fucking money to Israel. So obviously she's supposed to have an opinion on that. And, and, and again, she, she, she gave Ilhan Omar voted to give Israel $3.8 billion. She voted to give them the money. She gave them the money. And she had, she had an instrumental role in passing that bill. Again, if you want the exact, uh, I'll give you, I covered this on the channel. Here's the exact uh, bill. So this was um, 
Bill number, so House Resolution 4373, right? July 28th, 2021. It's not even a year ago. Uh, actually, it is more than a year ago now. <laughs> but uh, it's a year and a half ago. So, again, this is ridiculous. I, can you believe what she just said? About, about uh, like, oh, she she supports Hamas. No, she doesn't. She supports Hamas? I've never heard that in my life. Like, anyone who doesn't like Israel say, oh, they like Hamas, right? Hamas, they can't even say it, the Israelis. But but she said that Ilhan Omar supports Hamas. She does? I don't know. Also, what's wrong with supporting Hamas under international law? They're allowed to, you know... First of all, they won an election. They were democratically elected by the people in Gaza. Uh, they have an international legal right to armed struggle. It's not my opinion. This is You can go and look up the Geneva Convention and the, uh, uh, the United Nations Charter. So... I, I don't understand why they're not terrorist organizations uh, unless the United States is concerned because the United States is supporting Israel, but under, legally, internationally, they're not really. Oh, so what? What again? What does it have to do? Let's say she does support them hypothetically, right? Why? Why shouldn't she be on the Foreign Affairs Committee? You just don't like her opinion. That's it. She, she's not a danger to anyone. I, I mean, th- this is this is really what. Anyway, let me play the rest of the clip. You know. Committee in the House of Representatives, just not the Foreign Affairs Committee. So it's a night and day difference between how they treated me and and what we are doing with Ilhan Omar um, and my friend Matt Gates, who I I really like and admire. Uh, he's just wrong, but I will tell you, I'm pretty sure Matt Gates is going to be voting to remove Omar when we take that to the floor. Could definitely be the, the case. Let me just probe a little bit more on that um, because you did mention Ilhan Omar's views with respect to Israel. Regardless of one's views on Israel, Israel is a foreign country. It's not part of the United States. It's actually a foreign country. A lot of Israelis have better quality of life than a lot of our fellow citizens of the United States. Israel is a major recipient of enormous amounts of U.S. aid in the billions and billions and billions of dollars range that Obama signed with Prime Minister Netanyahu. Even if you support USA to Israel and can reconcile that with an America first ideology, which I want to talk about in a second, what that means. Surely it has to be the prerogative of a member of Congress to be able to question whether that policy is the right one or even to oppose it. I, I love Glenn. I, he hit the nail on the head, man, really just <laughs> without being punished. Isn't that something that we want to foster in, in Congress and our country generally, which is the ability to express views that others disagree with without being punished for them? Yeah, absolutely. Bingo. But I don't think it should should be views expressed through hatred or any type of negative feeling towards a country based on their identity. And that's the problem with Omar. Um, you know, it's one thing for her to say, we shouldn't be sending foreign aid or something like that. But that's not her views. Her views are negative. Her views are uh more more uh, anti-Israel because because it's Israel, um, because of Palestine and and the situation that lies there. Um, but it's not one of more freedom of speech with policy. So that's the clear difference. The situation there, she has no clue what she's talking about. Just like AOC has no goddamn clue what she's talking about. This is embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed for these people because they are elected members of Congress. They represent, you know, they are representatives in the United States Congress, which is the most powerful and the richest country on earth. And and the United States is the most, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, is the country the most involved in foreign affairs. Uh, negative, 
most of it, but uh, you know, to not know what's even going on there, this is so embarrassing. I've seen this often where people run for Congress. I'm not saying her, but like um, there are people who run for Congress or the Senate in the United States and you go to their website and they don't even have a foreign policy section. So these are people who could be voting on invading another country. Again, it doesn't mean it's legal, uh, but you know, they, they, they are supposed to have an opinion and a, and a, they're supposed to legislate on on arms shipments and coups and you know uh they get intelligence briefs right most of them so um and depending on the committees they have they they have access to classified information and they don't even understand basic foreign policy issues like what's what's happening in occupied palestine this is disgusting it's so embarrassing so i love i love glenn's question because he really cornered her and this is something that is so funny that you see with republicans and and especially you know uh, trump people who are like uh, make America great again and, and America first. And he asked her, how do, you, how do you reconcile America first with giving Israel all this money? Because obviously then America is not first. I'm pretty sure you could find a better use of $38 billion, which is what Obama gave Israel, uh, for things inside the United States. There are tons of homeless people in the United States. People in the United States, as Glenn eloquently pointed out, don't have the same living standard as Israelis. How, like, how, how do you reconcile that? You can't. You can't reconcile the two because they are they are opposed to each other. They're, it's a, it's a complete juxtaposition which they don't want to admit to, and she doesn't even address it because she doesn't have an answer. And if you ask Trump, he also wouldn't have an answer. So that that was excellent, excellent from Glenn. I'm really glad he asked. And by the way, Glenn is Jewish, so you know by the Israelis uh, uh, in the Israelis' opinion, he's probably a self-hating Jew, right? This is so disgusting how they just attack anyone who criticizes Israel, which I've seen them do with Miko Pellet, you know, with uh, um, Stanley Cohen, with Norman Finkelstein. It's it's always the same thing, right? Like they they always find an excuse to kind of destroy someone's reputation or or attack them, whether they're Jewish or not Jewish, right? It's like just shut your mouth. And I think with Ilhan Omar, that's really what happened. She just, even if she gave the money, like she, you can tell that, you know, she kind of just gave in and, and, and she learned her lesson, so to speak, and she shut her mouth. She never spoke really much about Israel and Palestine again, and she voted to give them the money. The vote is worth more than anything because you can talk all you want, but when you go to the House floor and you put, you know, you, you, um, uh, so to speak, mark your, uh, your ballot on giving billions of dollars to Israel, that's it. I, I know exactly where you stand. She did that. That's a fact. You can look it up. I gave you the House resolution number. Um, this was July 2021. Ilhan Omar gave Israel billions of dollars. And they they went after her now and got her because these parties like to take jabs at each other. Democrats did it to Republicans. Republicans are doing it to Democrats. But they didn't forget. They didn't forget about what she said uh, uh, in her, her earlier criticisms. And, you know, I, I think AOC has learned her lesson. She stays very clear of that. You know, um, she she uh, she voted no on sending Israel the three billion in 2021. But um, again, this was like they'll take turns. Right. So some she voted yes. Uh, no, excuse me. She she said no to the Iron Dome money, the one billion. But then immediately ch- at the last second, she changed it to, to um, you know, she she basically abstained. So instead of saying no to Israel, she was like she you know, she cowered and backed off. You know, you can tell from their votes and their behavior where they stand. They are. You know, they get into Congress and they, they keep their mouth shut. And, well, you know, Ilhan Omar, uh, in the land of the free, right, she uh, she paid. She paid dearly for having an opinion about uh, Israeli apartheid. So that's really what it boils down to. They did not forget.